Hey guys, welcome to Two Sober Girls Podcast. I am your host, Michaela, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Erin. And today we have a very, very special guest with us. She is one of our members from our Sober Girls Mastermind. Her name is Kylie, and she's been with us since July of 2023. So welcome, Kylie. I'm so happy that you're doing this. Um, Howdy. So excited for this conversation. So tell us a little bit about your story with alcohol, your journey to changing your relationship with alcohol and like what it looked like before and what your life is now. So a little, little bit of everything. Sure. Sure. No, I appreciate you all letting me have share this platform with you because it helped me in so many ways prior to me even knowing you. So it's, it's really neat and I appreciate it. So kind of like you, Michaela, my drinking started around 14, 15, that experimental age. Um, <clears throat> you know, I remember the first time that I, I started drinking, I loved it and I felt it made me more confident. It made me more interesting, more funny, more outgoing, those type of things. And I kind of fit into that mold of, of coming to my own. I felt that I was, I was being more myself with alcohol. Um, and at that time, kind of like you, I was the wild one and I did enjoy, um, when my parents were out of town, I, I would have those house parties and, you know, it was just fun. Okay. And it, and it felt, it felt like everyone was doing it. I wasn't around any sober people nor any sober parents. And that was just the culture. And I grew up in uh, Northwest Indiana near Chicago. And, you know, there wasn't a ton there, especially at that age. It it was cold in the winter. And, um, you know, that's what we did. Around 18, that's when my mom passed away uh, suddenly and tragically. And that catapulted my drinking without me even knowing what was going on at the time prior to that I was working since I was probably 12 uh playing softball super competitively and that's that's what I did I identified myself specifically as an athlete and as a party girl that's where I felt like I thrived in and more myself But luckily on the field, I was sober. So Mm -hmm. I was able to have a balance where I felt like this isn't a problem because I'm not drinking during games. And at the time, I went away to college. It was within that year of losing her, and I'm the oldest of two. And my father, bless him, he how can anyone prepare for that? You know, him being a man and him having his own traumas as a child that I'm learning today that he didn't really go through. And so he didn't know how to be emotional with us and whether it's okay to talk about it or not. And so I I just carried on. And what I did was I, I, same thing. I, I played hard and I worked hard all the way through college, um, Along the way, I did meet my now beautiful husband who has been, this is the first time that he's seen me this sober. And mind you, I'm four, about four days away from six months. 
which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the longest you've done with being sober? Absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. And we'll get into why. Right. And specifically community. Um, And so after graduation, we moved to Louisville, Kentucky, the great city of Louisville. And his drinking stopped. Mine did not. And there were some resentments there. And I thought that it was normal to party like, like the way I did in college into my early 20s. And I got into the corporate, um, corporate world right out of college. I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car and they loved how I was a student athlete. And I was like, sure, like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do, but I'll, I'll be able to do this. And if any, anyone would agree that worked at enterprise, cause you start as a trainee, they, they push you because there's people lining up to, to get that job because a lot of see, um, you know, recruiters seek out people that have been through that program. So it's 90 degrees out. You're wearing a freaking pantsuit and a nice shirt and you're washing cars nonstop. And it's, it's madness, but I thrived in that chaos. Um, and it, it, it's the same thing with, with that company specific, well, just in the corporate world, it's work hard, play hard. Yeah. You know, you have your networking events, your retreats and all of that. And alcohol is always present. Um, you know, so it was just a part of my life and I felt like I was an actual machine. It was just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat without me even knowing, um, I fit in that perfect functional mode or mold as far as I was able to drink damn near every day. Um, when it got really bad, it, I, it was, it was a blessing to have one day off. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking if I had two days off, shit, I'm winning. I'm amazing. You know, I don't have a problem. Um, I would drink, yeah, it it got really hard, especially when 2020 happened. And I was forced to work from home into a space that wasn't conducive to such thing. And my role was, I won't get into that, but it was very difficult during the pandemic. However, my job was saved, but I was on this hamster wheel and I was in so much pain because I felt like I was doing nothing for to contribute to the world. Um, I would wake up. It wasn't uncommon for me to start drinking tequila at 10 a.m. Because simply I could. No one was watching me. Um, it helped me get through the day. At the, that's that's how I felt. It was a coping mechanism. It was a way to, to, to numb out that pain. And was there any point in there that you thought like, gosh, like maybe maybe this alcohol thing isn't working for me. It didn't take until a a really traumatic, probably like the second traumatic experience of my life. And some people that understand the spiritual space, it was like my dark night of the soul. And I remember that feeling of stepping into consciousness and looking at my life. And this is 10 years after my mother passed looking at my life and thinking, what the F is going on? I don't know how I got here. How am I, how am I not in legal trouble? How am I alive? 
or, and, and one, how am I sustaining a, a relationship? So that was intense and it caused me to start therapy. It wasn't forced on me. I was like, I need help because what is happening? It's not working. I'm not happy. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. And this was like three years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started therapy and I don't know how lucky I got. She's a real life angel. I love you, Dr. Miller, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> love you she's going to hate that. She's going to hate that. <laughs> no. So uh, she helped me not only uncover what, what was really happening, which I didn't, I didn't, I didn't deal with that trauma, that childhood trauma that I was carrying for 10 years and, you know, uncovering that and working on like slowing down the drinking, it felt like it just happened. So that was painful. And that wanted me to continue to self-medicate. Um, and that was all, that was all pretty intense. Time. I have a question. When you started yeah. therapy, were mm-hmm. you able to be completely honest to your therapist about your drinking? I had no, I, I had no idea at the time. Um, I but, hear this a lot. I hear this a lot. Like when people are working with a therapist, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. all of that that's coming up for the patient, alcohol is not discussed that much sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is weird because you take away alcohol and a lot of the symptoms will potentially dis- disappear. I know I, I've seen it. Yeah. Wow. And I think I was just a product of my environment simply as that. And it was normal. However, I was sneaking things. And I, you know, when I was drinking in the morning, like I knew that wasn't normal, but I thought I was just going through a phase and I would simply snap out of it. But that's this, this drug is progressive and it got worse and worse. And um, after, you know, I, I did try to, to stop um, as much as I can and with the help of my husband, but it, it just, it just was difficult. What were you doing to try to stop? What are some of the things? Well, I said, okay, I'm going to only drink on the weekends. And then it started, you know, you're drinking Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, um, or I'm just going to stick to wine and then I'm going to just stick to beer. And, you know, when you're drinking just beer, you're like, this isn't enough. It's not enough. And, you know, that's just me being honest. Um, I I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, it was just, yeah. And then, you know, once you stop, there's all of these emotions and insecurities that, that you realize like, oh, I'm actually, um, I don't know how to socialize without alcohol in my hand. Um, however, you know, I, I started really tuning into, to trying to do things to make me feel better, like working out, eating healthier. Alcohol was the last thing I dropped. Mm. Um, I made it the first time I had a really nice consistency, um, of no drinking. It was about 53 days. And I remember that day while when I started drinking again, um, it wasn't, I wasn't triggered. I would just simply was like, I'm fine. 
I got this. And that led into a three month bender. And I, the last time I drank, um, I, so, um, or in this time, at the time I'm, I've been living in Louisville for about six years and I finally meet a group of girls that I admire and I look up to and, um, I manifested them truly because I, I couldn't, it was hard for me to connect with people, um, because I was so work focused and I'm, you know, at the time I'm married now, um, and we go to a girl's uh, birthday gift and it's one of my best girlfriends. And um, I noticed how hard it was for me to not drink more than all of them. And on the last night, it was Saturday night, I ended up blacking out, had no idea. Um, I ended up saying very rude, not kind things to them, to two girls specifically that knew that I was struggling with alcohol. And I, I totally pushed them away. And I wake up the next day and I'm almost like pissed off at them, to be honest, because I'm like, there's a weird energy. I don't get it. I don't understand. And so I'm so indifferent about everything at this time. And this is in Chicago. And I, I drive home at my fa- my parents' place um, because, ironically, my at the time, it wasn't planned. My sister could potentially go into labor. However, I'm so, this was day one. I didn't know it was my day one. I'm sitting in a pool. It's like gorgeous out summer day. And, you know, I have a lake view. It's it's stupid. And I'm in, in this pool and I'm thinking, wow, wouldn't it be nice if I just didn't live tomorrow? Mm. Like I'm tired and I'm, I'm, spiritually, emotionally bankrupt at this time. There's nothing in me to give. There's no joy. I'm, I'm, my eyes are probably, I don't know, faded. I don't know. And I get a call literally 20 minutes later. Hey, your sister's going into labor. And there was a shift that happened immediately. And my whole day turned around and I was excited Again, not knowing this is my day one. Because when I first tried to stop, I planned my day one. And girl, that doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. No. (laughs) And um, I, the next day, I I go into the delivery room. The baby's already there. I walk in and I just feel this, this energy of infinite love and hope and excitement that I've never felt before. And that's when a voice in my head said, Kylie, this is your opportunity right now. Like what a beautiful gift you can give to your niece, your first niece that will never see you intoxicated. So yeah, ever since then, um, haven't had a drink. However, um, I don't know if you have any other questions about that. I have a couple of things. There's so, first of all, thank you for your honesty, your bravery, your story is incredible i'm close to tears over here and there's so many things that i'm like i relate i relate oh my goodness and so many things you said that i think anyone listening can really relate to and kind of take it in uh you know it's funny you said you tried be only beer only this and only weekend and that 
So that's in the big book. And that's kind of like a qualifier that you Mm. potentially have a problem with alcohol. If you are trying these games and I did, I was like, Oh, wine makes me drunk. So I'm only going to do like vodka. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, But if that's something that you've been playing around with, then perhaps be open to the fact that you might be have an issue with alcohol that you need to look into deep, more deeply because I did that too. Um, the last thing I dropped, Kylie, and I, so similar was alcohol. I let me exercise, let me green juice myself, let me let me go teach Sunday school. <laughs> I was spiritually bankrupt, and I held on to alcohol for dear life because I did not want to feel the pain that I knew was on the other side of putting that down, and I didn't have a solution yet which you were alluding to, you weren't putting that down because you were not yet in the solution, even though you had a lot of things set up. You had your therapist, you have a great husband, you have a good job, but you are not living in the solution. You do not have a substitute for that, what alcohol was doing for you. Um, And, oh my gosh, just incredible hearing you share it again about looking around, you're in a a beautiful space, you're in water, you're looking outside, you see the lake, and you're thinking about taking your life. Yeah. That is what alcohol will do to anyone. Alcohol will take all of your reason for being, your hope, your joy, it it destroys us from the inside out. Um, And that was such a God wink. God set up the perfect thing for you to look over here and say, but wait, my sister's having a baby. There's hope. There's life. I want to be around for this child. That's miraculous. And that is God. God wants mm-hmm. you here. You know, so it's uh, your story is so beautiful, but alcohol is a depressant. It is meant to keep you addicted. Is I always, we say this all the time in the mastermind. It's going to either get you drunk or it's going to kill you. Like, you know, those are your two options. And when yeah. you consume it for long enough as I have done as you have sharing, you're going to feel so depressed to the point where you think these crazy thoughts because it is because your brain is completely dep- depleted of those feel good chemicals. So, oh yeah, I just had to like put that <laughs> out there. Like, <gasps> no, yeah, but also you. like coming so from true. the beginning, you know, you began with, let's say 14. This was like a fun thing. I don't think nobody ever sets out to say, okay, that is my intention is to like, you know, 20 years from now, just to feel so depressed. And like, nobody thinks that way. Everyone is thinking so in the moment of like, either I, I want to have fun or I want this immediate release or whatever the case is. And what we've been shown is over and over again is the alcohol, the alcohol has completely different intentions than you will ever have. So yeah. it's, you That's know, so we're, true. yeah, yeah. We, we're we not don't told go the with... truth. To your point, Michaela, you're completely right. We're not told the truth. Like mm-hmm. we, as children, did anyone ever sit you down and tell you what you're nope. ingesting? Nope. As an adult, did anyone ever? And t- Michaela, until the two of us came together, we're like, what the actual, what? Yeah. No, we don't have these conversations. People are not telling you the truth. They're not telling you, yes, it's, you know, it's like rocket fuel that you're ingesting and it's, it's going to make you feel absolutely depressed and it's going to, you're going to do bad things. Yeah. You're going to get in trouble. Like none of that. Yeah. 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 And ruin relationships too. It's going to ruin your life. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with yourself, you know, that self doubt, that self guilt, Mm -hmm. depression, everything creeps in. So 
guys, it is not worth it. It is not, not worth not it. So what was your, you know, this second time around mm-hmm. without planning for this day one, you know, God <laughs> has literally gifted it to you on yeah. a beautiful platter, you know, literally. Uh, what were those like the beginning of those days? And, you know, I guess, tell us a little bit how, like how you came across, I guess, our podcast and yeah. the mastermind, yeah. like, how did that go? Happy to. I, so I travel for work weekly, uh, in the busy months, it's slowing down right now. Uh, excuse me. And I remember my first airport experience without alcohol. And at the time I'm not like I've stepped into AA rooms. Um, but I, I can't connect and I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? I can't connect. I can't find any common ground. Um, and you know, I think, I think that's another addictive pattern. Um, of mine, because at the end of the day, we are all human and we all um, have trauma that we haven't, a lot of people, unfortunately, haven't dealt with. Um, but in these rooms, right? I mean, everyone's vulnerable and sometimes it's too much. And I remember just in this airport and I was like, oh my God, I want, I want like five glasses of wine right now. And so I'm on the pod, I'm on my podcast app and I've searched on like sober things. And then I see you two girlies and I'm like, Hmm, they're cute. Let me check them out. (laughs) And so, and so I, I, um, click on one and all of a sudden I've ingested six episodes without me even thinking. And what was so different about your all's podcast is however both of you have completely different stories and but both of you are so joyous about this life and that was something that I was like I want that I want it how do I get it and I remember hearing about you all talking about Silver Girl Mastermind class. And I'm like, this is interesting. And so what I do is, you know, I follow you guys on Instagram and uh, message. I don't remember. I think I might have messaged Michaela first. And I was just like, oh, I'm interested. And, you know, my gut kept on saying, do it, do it, do it. Because at the time, I think I was maybe like in the 40s day. And I knew that based off of what I was hearing, that community is key, Um, you know? And I was like, this is a a perfect solution. I'm interested. And the cost of it, I mean, I I would spend that in two weekends. Like, I'm sorry, I can't justify the cost. Like, no, there's something there, like figure it out because as drinkers, we have enough money to, to buy a, a, you know, a bottle of tequila, whatever for $12. Like that's a cheap tequila, mind you. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was, um, that experience in the airport was, um, the first time I felt excited about this. So there is another way. Thank <laughs> you. And I remember you booked a call with us and I was in Europe. I, I yes. vividly remember talking yeah, yeah. to you. That was, <laughs> yes. that was fun. I oh love my that God. call. I just, 
I mean, I know Michaela and I are looking at each other like we could cry because this is why we do what we do. And that's like the highest compliment, Kylie. And, you know, this this life is so joyous. This is how God intended us to live. And oh, it just totally. keeps getting better and better. And if Michaela and I have the privilege of helping you to experience that and to get deeply rooted into living the solution, mind, body, and spirit, then we're the luckiest people to walk on this earth. Because we know what it feels like to be fully alive, fully present, fully divinely connected in our power, in our purpose. And when you're there, everything else starts to heal and get better. And so maybe we can just talk about a little bit of like your journey of joining us and how this has impacted your life and, you know, some changes you've experienced, what maybe you were the most surprised about or anything that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, I am dipping my toes back in, which you guys know about for AA, because Mm -hmm. um, right now I've been in mastermind for how long? Since June? Yeah. July. July. And five months. Yeah. And that's without, um, you know, actual sponsorship, um, which, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm ready to go through the steps, but there's so many new tools out here like mastermind where we can make our recovery our own. And, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, I will say for some people, AA is needed. I never went through AA, but I highly benefit all of the teachings, all of the conversations that we have on here. You know, we have a tab Mm. with AA conversations Mm -hmm. in the mastermind chat and I just love it. I, you know, I feel like there's a, there's been a lot of women in our group that Mm -hmm. have joined AA with the help of Erin guiding Mm -hmm. them because I think she makes it possible. Like she makes it look sexy and like, Mm -hmm. like it's, you know, once you find your tribe, your, your meeting and your sponsor, like that's when I get like, it looks like to me, that's when everything clicks and you feel more supported than ever, you know? Right. Um, on, Michaela. Yeah. Well, to go back on the mastermind specifically, I think you ladies just really give us access to the total, um, spiritual, um, emotional, mental tools, um, you know, including things that, that we could add to our routines that really help us get to the root of why we picked up in the first place. And just, yeah. And just having that full access in my pocket whenever I need it, because sometimes if you have like a group of, you know, your meeting, you only see them once a week and you step out and you go back to your life. That is something that doesn't feel good to me. Um, I'm choosing to recover out loud. And that's something that's natural to me. Not, not that um, people do it anonymous, anonymously, that that's totally their, their right. But this, um, yeah, this sober girl mastermind, like it, it just, it feels really, really good to me. Yeah. And for those of you listening, if you're not in the mastermind and you're wondering like, what the heck are they talking about? So <laughs> it is a mastermind that we created. Uh, it's essentially, it started with monthly group calls 
And then we added in a component of creating like a digital library. So when you join, you get access to all of the past calls. So that's going to be around 12 now. And we also do other trainings and meditations and everything. So you get all of that. But then I think the most, uh, the biggest magical part of it is you get the private group chat we have mm-hmm. on Telegram, which has all these different sections you could drop into. It's almost like these different rooms. If you want to talk about wellness, you go into the wellness tab. You want to talk about AA, you go into the AA tab and somebody always answers, you know? Um, and so it's this constant conversation, even some, you know, some are more vocal than others. Some have created relationships and ongoing relationships, which is it's like such a beautiful thing. Um, and you, Kylie, are such a light in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what from what I'm seeing, the more open you are and the more you are looking to connect, the more joy you get out of being sober. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know for myself. And I say this all the time, like in my real world life, like these conversations just don't happen. And when I do, I look like I, I, I'm an alien or I have 10 heads when I say like how amazing it is to feel everything and live and look at the sky. Like these are the conversations that like, you know, we have a grateful uh, gratitude section in there that we drop in there sometimes every day of like things that we're grateful for. And I think it's so important to have these things top of mind and to get notified on the phone, like, like, say you're having a shitty day and then somebody's grateful for, you know, the health and this and that. And you're like, Oh yeah, me too. It just bounces you back to that frequency. And I think ultimately what we try to do with the two sober girls podcast, the mastermind, this is not, this is like God's given sort of platform. Like we're just the vessels. Um, (laughs) we, one, like it is a frequency. So when you do listen, we want you to automatically start feeling good, start thinking better thoughts, start tuning into what we're tuned into, which is ultimate freedom, God, feeling good, being motivated. You know, yes, life is still going to get hard. I have hard days. We all do. We are human, but we pull through and we have that North star, that direction every single day. There's, there's no day off. There's no day off, but it's glorious. I feel like every day is truly such a gift. And I used to, gosh, not think that way. And so it just shows you like all these different stories. And ultimately, like even on this call right now, we all feel amazing today. Don't we? Like, it's just so good. Totally. So good. Well, and Michaela, you touched on something that Kylie's doing very naturally. It's Showing up as a way to serve and give back. So you're living proof. You are showing everyone in our group what is possible when you do the work, you stay committed, you stay in the center of your recovery, of your program, and and you live it out loud and you share it. And that's something that is not really promoted in AA, the anonymity piece, which I understand. But on the other side of that coin, and I've shared this before, when I got sober, I didn't think sober people existed. So I'll be damned if I'm going to be quiet in my corner when I'm like, no, 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 like I'm sober. This is what sober looks like. This is what sober feels like. This is how you get sober. Like come over here. I always want to be with my megaphone sharing my story and my, my experience and my life and light. And I know you're doing that. And when we do that, 
it solidifies our resolve because then we know, wait a second, they're looking up to me. They're expecting me. And those expectations keep us sober because I put my shoulders back and think, I I can't drink. I, I, I'm, I'm so responsible to keep other people and to help other people maintain sobriety. So it's not just my sobriety on the line. We are collective. We are doing mm-hmm. this together. So no oh, way. So true. No way. We Gosh. are one. We are all one. And it's so powerful. And it's mm-hmm. one of the things we do say in our mastermind a lot. If you're having a bad day, pick up the phone and call somebody else and check in on one yeah. of your members. That's one of our protocols. Be of service. Yep. You did it for me, Erin, that one day. (laughs) We all do it for each other. Hey, we do. We are always ready to answer that call. Um, And I just, I do. And Michaela hit it like, we're just so honored that we get to be these vessels. But what we've created here is something so special, something that really works, something that's so impactful, something that Michaela and I both were looking for. So we created it. And where we came from different sides of that coin to create it, which is so cool, which was so God, um, me with the AA and Michaela with like her vast health and wellness background. It's just we the best it together. Yeah. And you just, can't, it, you can't yeah. just focus on one thing. It, it does no. need to be holistic. Right. You know, that term can turn a lot of people off. It's, it's true though. You got to look yeah. at the mind, body, spirit, and just like break it all down. Like how are we improving mm. all these different areas of our life? Because that's our homework. And, but once we figure out the formula, which does change, you know, can Mm -hmm. change with every season or with different changes in our lives, we should be able to adapt. And I think people are so afraid of change or like improving themselves for whatever fears that they have. And we have to work through those things and Mm -hmm. that work and that work quote unquote is different for everybody. So the work Erin started the work four years ago when she joined AA, you know, like the true inner deep work, because that's, that's the one that really sets the tone for your future. Um, again, some women do the AA thing. Some women just stay with the mastermind. I think it just depends. It's all so individual. I mean, Kylie, you've, you know, on top of the mastermind, you've also booked private coaching calls with Mm -hmm. both of us separately. Um, like you're, you're doing it. You're doing mm-hmm. it. And now six months in, you're saying, okay, I'm I'm now ready for AA. And this is your journey. This is your path. And it's unfolding in the best way for you because it, it, it feels right. Yeah. And I think what I've learned so far from being in this space with you all that you all have created is now I have new expectations of my relationships. And that's a beautiful thing because the relationships that I have now, specifically like the girlfriends that I manifested, like they all, they, they drink, but they love me for who I am and they support me. And that's what I need. And I didn't realize how much putting down the drink can help my relationships. Like my marriage is completely different in the best way. How so? I mean, <laughs> without getting, you know, too spicy. No, just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sex. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Just the, the deep conversations we have and the rawness of it, yeah. of being vulnerable and, you know, God bless him. He, when I get 
now, like when I cry, I don't cry a lot, but when I cry, I cry. And all he wants, all he wants to do is like fix it. And I'm like, no, like I have to sit in it. This is what like they tell me to do. Like I have to do it. (laughs) And so um, it's also, it's helped my ability to expand, um, find out things that I actually like, things that I actually identify with. Alcohol hijacked my identity, completely took it away from me. I didn't have access to myself. And I just, yeah, I mean, I can't speak like more proudly about it. About That's just the quote. Oh. feeling the feelings. And like, at first I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. I say it all the time. Just feel it, sit with it. Like, no, I need a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) I quit that too, by the way. So I know you are amazing. You are incredible. Well, that was the best quote, by the way, alcohol hijacks my identity. I did not have access to myself, Like, boom, that's, there you go. That's addiction. I mean, and then when you, ah, I look at you, like you are glorious and you're just beginning. Like this is, Michaela and I are like your proud parents are now being like, it's just the beginning, babe. And oh, yeah. it, it's just the beginning. So what's like, what are some things that you're so excited about or, you know, some goals you have for yourself now that you're sober? Like what's on the horizon for you? Uh, man, I mean, I'm in the construction industry and if you Google like occupations that have the most prone to just alcohol um, use or misuse uh, construction is top of the list. And um, I'm diving into that through um, the national association of women in construction. Uh, I am working on getting on the board in my Kentucky chapter to just be a face of that. Um, When I went to the annual meeting, they had on the agenda every single day an AA meeting. And that moment, because that was my first networking event sober, that changed my life. Because then I knew right then and there, this Kylie is where you need to be. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited and, and to support, um, you know, the women in the mastermind and be of service to, to you too, because you guys, I just, I know I wouldn't be like in this space without you too, you know, and that's just me being real. So thank you. Thank you. We're on. Oh my goodness. I love you. Um, so much. We can just, oh my gosh. I love you, Kylie. Um, love you. So just thank you for sharing your story. Um, And I'm so sorry about your mom and she's always guiding you. You know, Mm -hmm. she's all of this that you're experiencing, you get to experience with her. I, Mm -hmm. I feel that way with my brother. You know, I feel like it's like a second life. It's a totally different life that we get to live. And when we're clear headed, we can connect to so many different things, as you know. And so yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I think it's your story is super inspiring. So thank you for sharing. I love oh yeah, you. no, thank you. I love you. And I appreciate, <laughs> you know, your share and you guys are always vulnerable and it's just, I just, I, I crave that. I do. Mm. It's so healing. It's so mm-hmm. healing. And, and when mm. you're in the right space with the right people and you get to be vulnerable, it's like, 
things just move through you and you're not Mm. being stuck Mm. with those things. And those things want to be expressed. All Mm. of them, the good, the bad, the in-between, the mundane, you know, we are humans and we should experience a range of emotions, the crying, all of that is healthy, Mm. you guys. Every single emotion is healthy. Anger, sadness, happiness, like you know, if you want to feel happy, you have to be willing to feel the other emotions as well. Amen. And look at it, Amen. looking at it as a gift, like, wow, I get to feel this, but you could also re, you know, re, uh, what would I say? Like reframe it. Like, how do you want to feel, you know, mm-hmm. and moving towards that. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for spending your time with us. I mean, we're really honored. Um, I know we put a lot in here, but it's it's truly healing us as well. Every single episode, I feel like we're learning more about each other as well. So it's so much fun that we get to do this. And yeah, follow us on Instagram at Two Sober Girls Podcast. Um, join us in our mastermind. Mm-hmm. We're actually having a sober uh, girls holiday masterclass recording this right after this. So we're going to yeah. jump into that, which is also included in the mastermind. So there's so many goodies. Um, and if you want to continue this conversation, just hop on in there mm-hmm. and, or just send us a DM on Instagram. We love hearing from you. We feel like you are our besties truly like yeah. it's the best. Um, so we'll see you on the next episode. Love you. Love you guys. Thanks. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect, deep down, that glass, or three, of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.